Hello, and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod-Welk. And I'm Annie Kriegbaum. Annie was just taking the biggest stretch and yawn. I don't know if we're boring you already or whether you're just sort of getting into it and getting ready to, to rock. Oh, this is my warm-up. Can we start with a public service announcement? This has been on my mind. Okay. I know more people who have COVID now than I did during the height of the pandemic. I know like six people who have positive COVID tests and pretty significant symptoms. Really? And they're vaccinated. Really? It's a mix between Johnson and Moderna. Nick, I'm what, now I'm concerned. I feel like I've really separated myself from the outside world. I have no idea what's going on. Is this really a thing? Yeah, it's really a thing. The Delta variant is so much more contagious. I know someone got it. They think at that Madonna concert in New York during Gay Pride. I think a lot of it was Gay Pride focused because you're in like small spaces indoors with lots of people. I know five people who got it in Provincetown in Massachusetts over 4th of July. I know one woman who got it in a funeral <laughs> indoors. Yeah. And I know someone's dad who got it and everyone's vaccinated again. Are they serious cases or are they like more mild? Well, I have two friends who are still... Testing positive and their fevers spike to 104 degrees. So it's not like insignificant symptoms. It's not like super subtle. I think, and what I read in the New York Times today is like we're avoiding hospitalizations once you have the Delta variant or like you get COVID after having the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But you're not avoiding systems. People lost their sense of smell. People lost their sense of taste. All of which is to say, my suggestion is to wear a mask whenever you're indoors and to avoid being indoors with people you don't know. I feel like this is so tough for the 30 people that listen to our podcast. I feel obligated <laughs> to have some sort of, why am I on vaccinateyourfamily.org when I try to just look up the CDC guidelines? Where did Google take me? But I'm trying to find the latest CDC guidelines and- Which are not, they're, like no one's keeping up with like what's happening. At the CDC? Yeah, they, I, I like, I'll text them, but they're not like. <laughs> they're saying if you travel, this is for fully vaccinated people. If you travel, you will still be required to wear a mask on planes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation traveling into, within. Hovercrafts? Or out of the United States. Nick, when's the last time you've taken a public hovercraft? <sighs> Stop joking around. Want... This is serious stuff. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. And in the U.S., transportation hubs such as airports and stations. So it sounds like these people might have, is it travel related? It's indoor gatherings with lots of maskless people. And I guess I was talking to my husband who is a nurse practitioner and he is not a specialist in, in infectious disease, but actually did work in infectious disease for a while in New York. It's not that the vaccines are ineffective. It's that it's repeated exposure. So say you are at a dance party and there's a few people who are unvaccinated and positive and you're like dancing with them and dancing around, like you're continuing to breathe in the the particles. So you're really putting that 93% effective statistic to the test. Mm -hmm. But all of which is to say, I'm scared again. I feel like everyone just needs to, number one, if you're not vaccinated yet, I have nothing to say to you. They even had Olivia Rodrigo. I sent you the press release, which I wasn't sure if I was supposed to send you. I know. I saw that. <laughs> I realized my brother screen grabbed it from his email and I was like, I don't know. This is like internal news only. My brother has mm -hmm. a very serious reporting job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo did go to the White House to tell the youth to get vaccinated. 
I think that was all, maybe it wasn't just the brainchild of, but it was certainly executed by this guy named Landon, who used to be leading fashion partnerships at Instagram, and he just left to go to the White House. So I think his... (laughs) I think his first order of business was like Gen Z TikTokers vaccinated. I know. Known only as Landon. That is so Gen Z. Well, his Instagram is at Landon. When you work at Instagram, you can you can do that. Instagram, I know we talked about this with by the way, we have a an interview coming up with a very special duo who really paved the way for us, Nick, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Breaking beauty. But we just spoke with them about about how the iOS tracking drama is creating a ton of problems with brands that buy advertisements on Facebook and Instagram, which is every brand because that's the only ad platform that is super trackable, that's super to the point that you can really put evidence behind that it's working and basically you can buy your customers. Facebook and Instagram is like freaking out right now because a lot of people are opting out of being tracked and it's making their ad platform really inefficient (laughs) and expensive. Hold on. So the headline is that Instagram has made it possible that users can opt out of tracking essentially? They didn't make it possible. They had to do that because iPhone users can choose. Apple will not share the data with Facebook that they used to share. So retarget ads that like target certain groups of people or retarget people. You know, we always talk about like ads will follow you around on the Internet. That's because Facebook was using data. There's other people's, they're like the data pirates that Facebook and Instagram are. Well, I thought it was Jeffrey Epstein, but continue. Wait, what does Epstein have to do with any of this? Chrissy Teigen, Jeffrey (laughs) Epstein, Wayfair.com. Anyway, continue. (laughs) <laughs> that's for a different <laughs> I think you need to do a special with Trisha yeah pages. on QAnon okay <laughs> and talk about <laughs> that but yeah so basically ads are broken digital marketing is going is undergoing a real evolution so right not now. only are like the oceans on fire ads are broken ads are broken children I mean my child's crying more than usual I think it's because she's you know waking up to the world even more and she's like what have I gotten myself into but you know what one thing we can't do is focus on the positive, which is... Which is? Top stories. I, <laughs> I think... I don't know if they're all positive, but... You know what? I actually, I do have a positive piece of news for all my herpes heads, okay? There is looking to be a treatment for herpes simplex virus a.k.a. HSV type 1, which is type 1, which is the one that causes oral herpes, cold sores, etc. Type 2 causes sores on the you-know-wheres of the world. And these scientists in, where are they? Probably Germany. No. Oh, let's see where this place is. This isn't a geography story. This story comes straight to us from statnews.com. Stat is, of course, the news outlet that reports from the frontiers of health and medicine that we all read daily. They, I guess, every year they have a competition called Stat Madness, which is a bracket-style competition that showcases cutting-edge research across the biomedical sciences. Basically, it's a competition for people who can come up with like the best biomedical projects. It's like a big science who fair. Who are these millions of voters? This year, there were a million votes cast. That's amazing. But like, which is 300,000 more than last year. So, like, people are really getting into this. So, the, the number one finalist was the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, and they developed a gene editing technique that has the potential to treat and, and perhaps even cure the herp. 
The other finalist, just FYI, was from MIT and Brigham and Women's Hospital, both in the Boston area. And they created a liquid that coats the small intestine with an adhesive that somehow is considered a non-invasive way to deliver drugs that treat diabetes. I guess like the drugs stick to the adhesive. So it's like the opposite of PAM. Exactly. It's like double-sided tape for your intestines. For your tape. And anyway, to double-click, which is my new favorite corporate term, to double-click on this study at Fred Hutch, as it's affectionately called, they basically used this gene editing technology and they were able to edit out (laughs) which sounds very Gattaca, 90% of the HSV1 virus from the cells in affected mice. And they're like, think they can get to 100%. Shout out mice. I mean, really. Also shout out herpes. It's incredibly common. Two thirds of people under the age of 50 have it. And a lot more people probably have it than even are reported to have had it. So Shout out herpes. Speaking of herpes, I don't know what this says about me. On my For You page on TikTok, there are people, you know, in the wise words, I guess, of Ethel Merman as Gypsy Rose, but, or no, Ethel Merman was the mom in Gypsy. Anyway, you got to have a gimmick. And they're... The, <laughs> what are you talking about? The gimmicks just... that people have... It's a song from the musical Gypsy. The gimmicks that people develop to get views on TikTok are quite amazing. I found one a few months ago that's basically a woman who, what's the word when you like pickle your like dead animal, but like dry pickle? Pickle it. So that it like- Oh, taxidermy? It was all about how she taxidermied her dog and like all of her posts were like answering questions about how she did it. She like did it herself. It's so gross. And then anyway, I came across one and her gimmick was- how she's living with genital and oral herpes and like how her husband doesn't get it and how do they... Wait, wait. So day, her normal... her her That's all her content. Her day job is taxidermy. No, no, no. Her own two dog, different, two her... different people. I'm just saying like there are different... Like <laughs> TikTok has allowed people to explore and monetize their passions, whether that passion be... No matter how taboo they may be. Yes. Taxidermying okay. their own animals or... Spreading awareness about herpes. But I'm just saying like, it's like her content exclusively focuses on her having herpes. And I just think that's like a funny, interesting, you know, thing to, to focus your content on. Anyway, what else do we got this week? We said it on Instagram and we'll expand on it here. But sunscreen is having a rough go at it this year. You can't catch a break. It really can't. Johnson & Johnson announced yesterday that they are issuing a voluntary recall of Neutrogena and Aveeno aerosol sunscreen products due to the presence of benzene, which is a known carcinogen. Can I just say, can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that these are all aerosol? Aerosol is already not great for our health and the health of our planet, but I digress. Because the aerosol is not what is adding the benzene to the... SPF. Johnson & Johnson is saying that this is the result of an internal review of some of the samples. To quote them, their press release, internal testing identified low levels of benzene in some samples of the products. However, I was on my favorite website. Reddit. No, LinkedIn. <laughs> the LinkedIn homepage feed. And I saw that there's a third party that uncovered this benzene 
issue in sunscreens. They're called Valisher, and their mission is to independently check the chemical composition of medications before they reach consumers. And yeah, they basically are like the QA of our existence. I don't, like, I don't know why they took it upon themselves to like check for benzene in sunscreen and why it all happened now, but they identified 78 sunscreen and aftercare products contained benzene, which they're describing as an industrial chemical known, known to cause cancer and other potentially serious health risks. What's interesting about this is I was looking at, there's a great dermatologist to follow on Instagram uh, called Renella MD. And she's a board-certified dermatologist. And she was – basically, she was saying uh, this was due to a contaminant found in specific products does not diminish the importance of wearing sunscreen. And it was not unexpected and shouldn't cause alarm. And that obviously wearing sunscreen is incredibly important to your health. Only readers in California know and probably have seen signs for Prop 65 – which is the disclosure that there are chemicals present that have been proven to be carcinogens and cause cancer in the state of California. You go into a Starbucks and there's a sign saying like this place causes cancer. And it's for different compounds that California is particularly tough on in terms of like the amounts found in them. So sometimes you'll get, for example, like you buy a refrigerator and there's a Prop 65 warning that can be because there's a coating around the plug that it's not even going into your food or even near your food, but the coating on the plug has a compound in it that's known to cause cancer. Anyway, if you go into a garage every single day, you're like ingesting more benzene than you would ever, like, you know, like so much more than you would ever ingest via sunscreen. And so it, it sounds a lot scarier than it is because it's there's more radiation in a banana than like an x-ray. I don't know. According to Valisher's blog post on their announcement that they found benzene in 78 sunscreens. They're saying the toxicity of benzene in humans has been well established for over 120 years. A study from 1939 that was basically underscored in a 2010 review of benzene research says exposure over a long period of time to any concentration of benzene greater than zero is not safe. Yeah. Car exhaust contains benzene. So you like walk into a garage, you you know, you're exposing yourself to it. You die. I mean, car exhaust like You don't walk people. into a garage and die. I'm just saying that sunscreen is still important. Stay vigilant. Don't use aerosol sunscreen. Of course. Don't use aerosol sunscreen. Just smear it on yourself. Smear it on your friends. Touch each other. But like outdoors or with a mask. Ugh. This one you sent to me and I didn't even have the energy or the strength to respond. Which one is it? Jessica Beale is launching a new, you guessed it, wellness brand uh, of products that, quote, she can really stand behind as a mom. This, according to People Magazine, the brand is called Kinder Farms. And basically, she is making sort of like kids' medicines that she feels are safer than Pedialyte, for example. So her first product is called Kinderlite, which seems like a copyright violation or a trademark infringement, which is a natural medical grade hydration that helps with all forms of dehydration. You get Pedialyte from CVS. It has colorings and preservatives and sweeteners, etc. I guess Kinderlite does not. She's creating a protein shake for kids called Kinder Sprout. Is that like an insurer alternative? Yeah, exactly. Got it. So okay, well, best of luck to her. She's like been a kinderpreneur for a while now. Didn't she have 
like a kid's restaurant in LA. She did. It was called like Oh Fudge. No, like really. Muddy it was. Fingers. A U F U D G E. Yeah. Oh Fudge. So she like loves kids. What do you stuff. know about that was before your time though. You do you are you familiar with the lore of of Oh, oh Fudge? No. From being an LA parent? I mean, it was like where all these like celebrities had birthday parties for their babies. For so their it was like kids. the CC's Pizza for the Brentwood crowd. It was the millions of milkshakes for the under ten crowd. Yeah. Damn, their last Instagram post was from January seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So I think all fudge is no more. Yeah, it basically looks like a children's play space. <laughs> but I, I thought I'm pretty sure it had a restaurant attached. Am I totally? It did. No, it had. I mean, oh fudge. Yeah. Oh, Fudge is no more, number one. But I'm reading on Eater Magazine, Oh, Fudge was rumored when it was launching to be sort of a Soho house for kids. <laughs> yes, thank you. Hey, that's what, that's what, what I was envisioning. Yeah, I'm looking at this this Eater article, this inside photo. It looks like a $30 entree restaurant. There's a membership component in which we will sometimes have members-only nights. Ay, ay, ay. R.I.P. Oh, Fudge. And good luck on Kinder, babe. Kinder babies. Did you see we had some people submit as our Gen Z correspondents? Yes. And we're currently evaluating those. We're still accepting applications. Yep. Nick and I talk once a week and it, you're hearing it right now. So. So, so we could go through our applications now or we could save it. <laughs> we could uh, bounce ideas off what's, each other. What's the double click? What's the double click? What's the double click on that? Screenshot that. Looking, we, need our, <laughs> Screenshot we need our Gen <laughs> We're going to double click on that later. In the meantime, speaking of Gen Z, there is a skincare brand called Bubble, which was direct to consumer, launched in November 2020, and they're going into Walmart starting this week. This is remarkable in quotes because this is Walmart's first D2C skincare partnership, which seems crazy to me. How can that be true? What other D2C brands are in Walmart? In Walmart? No. I mean, Target, we know, has Harry's, Flamingo, Native Deodorant, but uh, Bubble is Gen Z skincare. It looks super Gen Z. I've never heard of it. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. Nothing but particularly caught my eye about it. It isn't even the first like Gen Z skincare brand that I've seen, and that's not criticism of it. I just, it's why I haven't paid it any mind. If one of our Gen Z correspondents could write in with their thoughts on Bubble. Have you heard of it? Will you be buying it at Walmart? Do you shop at Walmart? Is that a turnoff to you because you're Gen Z and you're supposed to have like better values than we do? What's going on there? Oh, can I have an arts and culture break yes. really quick? You know what I've been sucked into in the same way that you got like addicted to TikTok? Yeah. There's an Instagram account, and I'm sure you've seen these videos. There's an Instagram account called Chinese Street Style Fashion. The handle is China Style SM. And it's basically like voyeuristic photo or videos taken in some sort of public space where people like a shopping centers and sidewalks and outside of stores and of people in China wearing cool clothes. It's like, it's literally, I guess, what is in the name? Chinese street style. Okay, <laughs> but in. the videos are like, they're mesmerizing because I feel like the cultural crossover with daily life in China is for me, at least as an American who would consider myself very tapped into 
a global view of pop culture, and maybe that's the stupidest thing I've ever said, but daily life for a Chinese person, millennial, I have no idea what that <laughs> looks like. I can't picture that. Like I, my my co-founder, Rebecca, will tell me about like going there to visit family, and she's just like, the story she comes back with, they're like, it's crazy. They, nobody takes credit cards. Everything is done through an app on your phone, and they do live shopping, but this glimpse into... People just walking around wearing insane outfits. It looks like cosplay because they're just so perfectly quaffed. Some of it is cosplay. I wonder if there's like, there is a woman in one of these Instagram posts who's dressed as Emma Stone as Cruella. But she must, I mean, this must be a street in a city in China that is known for like, you go and you, because there's lots of, there's like paparazzi following these people. There's paparazzi following them. And then there was drama recently where... People were accusing the creators of the videos, which, by the way, is not this Instagram account holder. This Instagram account is basically just a conglomeration of different videos around the Internet. But people were accusing these videos of being digitally edited to make these people's bodies look like they have insane proportions, which we're no strangers to over here in the U.S. On with our influencers. But anyway... I mean, do you, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you not just like kind of mesmerized by... Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's like leave it to the Chinese to commoditize like street style in a way that like basically anyone can... Like there's probably like a street where you probably have to like pay admission to like walk down it and be photographed and then the pictures go viral. The best versions of them, you know? Just these outfits are They're so... really amazing. The styling, it's like head to toe. It's It's like, it's beyond the Kardashian paparazzi parade you know what i mean i feel like that's our american like i think there must be like you pay admission to like walk down this like do we have any chinese listeners who who know sort of like the genesis of these videos because they're like beautifully shot sort of tommy ton-esque street style moving images and a lot of them do look highly edited they're like they're slow-mo in them i don't know let's find this is interesting let's find out cody the new owner of Kylie and Kim's beauty brands is starting to roll out touchless fragrance testers, you know, like motion sensor faucets. This device delivers a single droplet of liquid directly to an arm or a blotter, like depending on motion. And here's the other crazy thing. This device also collects data that will allow Cody and retailers to optimize the placement of the testers and the customer experience by ensuring the beauty advisors are on the spot when needed. So I guess maybe when someone uses the tester, then like it'll let someone know that there's someone near the fragrance and to come and bother you about it. That sounds like the worst thing ever. (sighs) Isn't the whole point of touchless fragrance sampling so you don't have to see people? Probably. Yeah. I mean, but it is interesting because we live in this post-COVID world and all the we're trying to find workarounds for all the ways in which we like would experience beauty products. And this is a good one. They partnered with a company called Ivory. As a French startup specializing in smart devices, microdosing, and diffusion technologies. And this is according to a news article in Premium Beauty News. Um, you came up with the name for the Kardashians' brand extension into swimwear, Squims, <laughs> which I still think about as I'm going about my daily life and I and I chuckle. <laughs> the swimwear market really needs a revamp. I don't know why they're all so expensive squims why i think kim can do it i think kim i'm surprised she hasn't yet 
She really just needs to make what she's already making out of what is neoprene? No, what is swimwear made out of? Uh, I think it recycled water recycled bottles. Recycled bottles. Oh, yes. I feel like she could just take those same exact cuts and just make them out of a quick dry, you know, water safe fabric. But yeah, swimwear, it's $200, $300 for just the one piece for just the top. And then are like, fine, I'll order it. And not, I won't order a $300 one. But then you go and you try to get the matching bottoms because they're not sold together. And they're sold out of your size in the matching bottoms. It's just a, it's a total mess. And I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> Can I say something also like, I guess, contra- my, you know what? Like I have a hot take. Remember when Kim launched Skims and it was called Kimono? And she was like, oops. And then relaunched it. And now Skims is like the most successful brand the Kardashians have ever created. What? So what's your hot Talk take? Talk about turning it around. She like made the biggest faux pas. And now like Kate Moss is literally. Yes, that should have been the top story. Kate yeah. Moss is now is a skim. Face. The face is skim. I thought that she looked amazing. I just think it's like we live in a world where Kate Moss is posing for Kim Kardashian's brand. That's just funny to me. Who would have thunk? Back to what you're saying. I think it's just maybe a textbook example of like, hey, if you're in hot water for cultural appropriation and you listen and try to fix things as Kim did. I mean, she literally like had to scrap all of her product. That was for me. I was like, crap, what does this mean? Is she cutting the tags out and then sewing in skims tags? Or are are they like just trashing all that product? That was what I was worried about. Oh, very interesting question. Because they launched the brand, right? Yeah. I mean, I imagine that all of the product was like in the warehouse ready to ship out. I think skims is a much better name. I think like this was a blessing in disguise for her. I think skimono or kimono was just bad name for a lot of different reasons but god love her obviously he does somebody wrote in on instagram they wanted me to do like a full-on review of all of my skims purchases oh yes so the fits everybody slip dress i got it in the short size small it's 62 dollars. skip it it's too short it rides up like it became a tank top throughout the day it was just too short so sending that one back the cotton brief this is like the high-waisted one. Not for me. I'm not a high-waisted briefs person. They are not flattering on me. I know everybody really loves a high-waisted brief. Like, not for me. Now, the cotton jersey scoop bralette, that's a winner. The straps are placed quite wide, so you get this like very wide curved U shape. And, it, you know, spaghetti straps, the fabric's beautiful. The same neckline is on the bodysuits that I purchased, which are the best bodysuits I've ever worn. The dipped thong in cotton jersey is a real winner. I haven't gotten around to trying the other briefs that I purchased. Oh, the cotton jersey mock neck tank. I want to love this. Too short. It's too cropped. It needs to be longer. And that's my skin review. So TLDR, the bodysuit is what you love the best. Yes. And I've worn a lot of bodysuits. As you know, I <laughs> briefly worked at American Apparel. So I'm very familiar with the bodysuit. These are good. They're the perfect size. They're the perfect amount of stretch, perfect amount of like hold. My hot tip is wear the scoop bra underneath, like layer with the bodysuit. If you're going to like wear it to work, I did, I wore that on a shoot day. Felt very like I wasn't going to like fall out of my outfit, but very comfortable still. Shoot day outfits, they should really make those for people that work in creative industries. Like there should be like a little Pinterest board for like what to wear on set. Or is that like very niche? (laughs) I think that's a little niche. But I think that that is your product of the week. Do you agree? No, because it was my product of the week last week. I know, but now you've like given us your actual and specific picks. 
No, my product of the week last week was actually acetone, which seems like maybe you aren't listening. Let's do products of the week. Let's go. My product of the week is a concept that you can go high with and you can go low with. Should I start with high or low? You know what? I am who I am. We're going to start high. This is a brand that we've talked about before. I think during one of our gift guide episodes for the holiday season, we talked about the Bully lip balm tins, which are super chic. It's this French brand founded by the same people who did Cire Trudon candles. And they are just like really great at creating this entire world and aesthetic around, you know, a sort of like imagined history of like it was Napoleon's candle maker for Cire Trudon. And this is like a an old French apothecary brand called Bouli. Anyway, they make scented matches, which are so amazing. And, you know, we all love the idea of poopery, but no one wants that bottle on their toilet, just to be honest. Here's another option for you. A pack of scented matches on top of the toilet. Nothing looks chicer. Someone wants to erase the smell of whatever happened. You light a match. You put it out in the toilet water. You put it in the trash. No muss, no fuss. Around 12 euro per matchbox. And it's just a very chic way to, you know, scent your bathroom, your guest bathroom maybe. Now the low end. Amazon.com incense matches. You get a variety of 10 matchbooks. They strike like a match, but they have incense. Same idea. They're in these like foil matchbooks and they're like actually cute looking. Supreme did one. Really? They did a collab. They look kind of like 70s or 80s called the Incense Match. That's what the brand on Amazon's called. And you get 10 matchbooks for $20. So either 12 euros for single bully one or 20 bucks for 10. And you know what? I actually decided Skims was my product of the week because it would be not right of me to recommend something that I don't feel strongly about. And there's nothing I feel strongly about this week. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Prezant and our album art is by Simon Abronowitz. You can find us on Instagram at Eyewitness Beauty. What else, Annie? Well, you can email us too at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com or just either of our first names, Annie or Nick at eyewitnessbeauty.com. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And you can do, honestly, whatever you put your mind to. You can do whatever you want, just as long as you're vaccinated. Love you. Bye. Bye.